Welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again, with your boy David Lips, and as always, my man Gio. Hey, man. I'm stepping down. This is Demos. <laughs> He's going to be the new podcast leader here yeah. now, together, forever. And of course, <laughs> as mentioned, Demo is here with us. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here now, yeah, here now forever. Um, so that's pretty much the big news. Vince McMahon um, appeared on SmackDown and Raw after stepping down as chairman and CEO due to the investigation by the board of directors into allegations. Temporarily, he paid. Temporarily yeah, yeah. Down. While the investigation is going on, but he paid three million dollars hush money to a former employee that he had an affair with. Do we know who it is? Has there been any rumors as to who that is? No. And John Laurinaitis has stepped down too, any as well for a bit. Uh, um, he's his is an enforced temporary removal from the sounds of it. And Pritchard's taken over his role. Which well, yeah, it was is... the minute Stephanie took over, it was known that she does not like. She, there's people she doesn't like, and they're going to be the people you're going to see that are going to start disappearing. And to be honest, Pritchard in that role is much better. He has so many more contacts within wrestling. Mm. Like, there are some significant names in the world of wrestling that are Pritchard guys that aren't in WWE. Mm. Yeah, Happens yeah. to be very good friends with a certain Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. So what do you think this is? I mean, like, listen, you think is... it's going to be like a permanent thing? You think they're like, because Vince's performances. So, like, SmackDown I got was just to show that he's still here, but Raw was just trolling. Like his appearance my, on Raw last night was just was just a troll. My favorite thing about his Raw appearance was that it, it made it like he was making this huge announcement, but they've been advertising Cena for weeks. Mm. <laughs> like, he did nothing. No, he's, he's trolling. He's yeah, trolling. yeah. I, well, I think it's him. You guys got to remember, this is the same man that beat the government back in '94. Yeah, yeah. If the, I... go- if the government can't take this man down. Do you think this hush money thing is going to be what takes him down? So I personally think that him appearing is to show that he's not hiding away and tucking his tail between his legs and running. Because, okay, the hush money is not ideal, but he's not being accused of anything. So the no. woman that they're saying is a woman who was reportedly promoted for being John Laurinaitis's assistant to a director role in April 21, and that's apparently when, and then a year later, was it, they started investigating this in April. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're saying that maybe John Laurinaitis would just be his latest full guy and that his turn in line was coming, which maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, it's guys with as much money as Vince have don't get caught this easy. Here's the thing, and I hope, I hope he is the full guy, and I hope when they do it, they give him his shit in a trash bag. So, and about Stephanie taking over, you think that's right? You think that would be good? Maybe permanently? Absolutely. You think it could be a permanent thing, though? It, it could, and you know what? If any of them were going to take over, it should have been her, because she's always shown that she can and does know what she's doing when it comes to wrestling. I'm of the opinion that should slash when Vince returns to his role, he'll share it with Stephanie. 
Yeah. So he might not come in as like a full. I think. Yeah, I think he's going to watch her in the role now and see what she can do. And I think, like I said, if, if you watch like any backstage stuff, she comes off as like a really strong businesswoman type. Yeah, even outside of WWE itself, she's the one that goes to the events. She's the one that does the charity stuff. She's the she's the face. Yeah, in terms of the the outer element of it, so I think. If he comes back, it'll be alongside her rather than her going back into her original role. Yeah, because like so, like from the SmackDown promo from Vince, though, you think? I mean, it's either two ways. I mean, that could be Vince's way of saying goodbye, or it was just the middle finger. And I feel it's more the middle finger after watching mm-hmm. him on Raw. Yeah, like maybe the SmackDown one could have been that could have been Vince's way of saying "see you later." I I could, but the Raw one just felt like a massive troll. Um, I really do. I I felt like it was a massive troll, which is good. I think it's funny. I'm all about it. But can you imagine a world where Vince isn't in charge? Like when I first saw the news, it's just like you're just in shock. Like I don't know, like Vince. <laughs> but if it's Stephanie. And so be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that yeah. opened raw, obviously, for Cena coming back next week. That was pretty much what Vince was out there. Um, obviously, uh, Bianca did start raw last night. Rhea Ripley is having dental surgery. So she took a knee to the face and some shit's gone missing. Or up in her gum or something. Um, so there is a new number one contender after a little five-way match. Bliss, Morgan, Carmella, Oscar, Becky. Um, and Carmella got the win. Um how are you feeling about Carmella stepping into that role and not any of the others? Do you think it was a good move, bad move, safe pair of hand move? So for me, with, it's different. With three of them already being qualified for the money in the bank, I didn't think any of them would win the match. And I think I speak for everybody involved in the WWE fan base when I say we've had too much Becky versus Bianca in the last couple of months. Yeah. Like, that feud started SummerSlam last year. Still going? Nah. All right, thanks. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've obviously come up with that match on the fly, and I think the five-women match was pretty good. Like, it was mm. obviously a bit short notice. Um, I've always, I think, Carmella is like the Natalia now. It's a safe pair of hands. She'll put on a half-decent match. It will help Bianca go over a bit more. Um. It, it's a panic. I mean, yeah, Mella, you know, Carmella getting the shot. We know she's not going to win, but it's just to cover. And it's not long that Rhea's going to be out for, but I think it, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, a bit more Becky stuff. She's just losing her mind, she's, which is fine. Uh, then, obviously, the Vince stuff was the 1517th edition of Raw. Such a landmark. And Cena will be here next week. <laughs> that was pretty much it. What a troll. But anyway, uh, Matt Riddle versus Omos. Bit surprised here, actually. Because um, was this a money in the bank qualifier, was this? Yes, I think so. Um, and Omos getting the win. Uh, what do they think they're doing with Riddle then? Do So I had a conversation. I mean, I will say, first of all, for Omos, I think it was his best match to date. And I think that's all Riddle. So I will, yep. I will say that. I thought I almost looked good, but I think it's because Riddle was just flying. But what do you think is next 
for Riddle. Like, so now he can't compete for the title because he lost that match on Friday. Now he's not in Money in the Bank. Where does he go? Or, so a conversation I had is, is he just doing all this Randy Orton stuff because Orton's going to come back and beat him up? Maybe. Just, it's, it's an odd one. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to lose. I thought he'd be in the match. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe Omos needs it more and like a good showing. They do like to have mm. a big lump of nothingness in Money in the Bank, don't they? Someone that people can like jump off of and can take bumps. But he's expecting him to like the comedy act. Like, like, look, I don't need a ladder. I can just reach up. (laughs) Yeah. Probably can. Um, but then Seth come out and hit him with a curb stomp. I'd love to see Seth Riddle do something. Um, yeah, that seems like that's where they're going with that. I'd like to see that. I'm assuming that could be the SummerSlam thing for Rollins and Riddle. I would assume mm. that's a bit longer term. That would probably be a SummerSlam match for me. Um, but yeah, he hit him with a curb stomp. So hopefully that starts something there. Bit of theory stuff, bit of Lashley stuff. They're having a, a gauntlet match to put uh, Lashley in a US title match. Then I fell asleep. Jey Uso, Angelo Dawkins for the 564. I think they may have done that 1,517 times too. That was the first match to feature on Monday Night Raw. And it's been on every week since. And that's what I felt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just (laughs) non-stop, those two. Just like, good Lord. I don't know. The the thing is, is that it was... I'm sure it's a good match. They put on a good match. Like, I'm not knocking anything that the Usos and the Profits have done. They've all been good matches. It's just like, oh, my God. You know? The four of them may combine to have had more matches against each other than Orton and Cena did. Yeah. Yeah. And if they haven't, then it feels like they have. It does feel like (laughs) that. Just get on with Have their title match and move on, for God's sake. Right, then the big the big the big stuff. The big stuff. Elias is back. <laughs> Elias, they had a fake beard. It's a good fake, but what? it was fake. Fake beard. <laughs> yeah. But they they it's... Elias shave as well. <laughs> Do you know what? They've got me convinced. And that you know what, whatever. Um he was sitting I don't know. I don't know how to describe it all. It just, it was, it was amazing. It was the greatest stuff. They pulled it off in a comedy way, which has still kept me interested in everything that's going on. I have to say, I have no problem with any of that. Um, yeah. Um, Elias twatted him. I think twatted Owens, didn't he, with a, with a guitar and stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Son KO is a liar. <laughs> just, yeah. So next week, uh, Ezekiel versus Owens and stuff, uh, or Elrod. He doesn't care if it's Elias, Ezekiel, or the younger brother they haven't met yet, Elrod. Um, yeah. Elias come out and he accepted. You think they're just going to bring Elias back, or you think they're just going to have him play every role? Or do you think this is just a way, like, oh, maybe the Ezekiel thing was funny, but we'll bring Elias back himself? Or do you think they're just going to roll with him as Ezekiel? <laughs> They're going to roll with this because it's getting over. Yeah. They're going to beat the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't let this. And because Owens is helping carry it. And I have to say, it's good to see Elias, Ezekiel, or Elrod doing something good. I love it. 
Um, right, then the gauntlet match started. Um, he basically was taken on Alpha Academy one after the other. Uh, beat them both. And then Austin Theory was the third. Um, I, the only part of it is Austin Theory didn't need to be the third guy for me. Could have just been a two-on-one. Um, and I will say, Gable versus Lashley was banging. Oh, it was a really good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget sometimes, I think, how good Chad Gable actually is. Like, he is very good. Um, I will give credit. And I thought Otis was quite good too. Um, didn't need theory with the with the cradle finish thing. I don't think that was needed in it. I think a two-on-one still would have been all right for Alpha Academy to lose that. Um, but yes, Lashley is uh, is the man that will face Austin Theory at Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, AJ on Miz TV. And of course, this is something for Champa to do. Yeah, whatever. But maybe it will lead to AJ versus Champa. Just Champa is just so lost, isn't he, right now? Like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I don't get, he's just like the guy that appears and gets whooped. Like, I'm only partially interested in seeing where it goes. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be really... AJ Miz. I, I, I don't know what this was because, you know, Finn has just joined Judgment Day and I assumed that AJ would have then been pissed at that, but he didn't really. And then it was sort of AJ and Miz again. And I, I don't know what they're doing with any of them, really. Um, um, I don't know. But I would watch a match between AJ and Champa. Um, AJ, again, like a proper one, not the silly thing we won, but then Miz attacked him and blah, blah, blah. Um we got um So Oscar I guess versus... we're going Miz I guess we're doing Miz and AJ also. Yeah, it could be. Maybe it is Miz and AJ. Like fine. But they've already done that, haven't they? Didn't they do that when he debuted? Jericho then Miz, weren't it? I think AJ. Anyway. Um then we got for the speaking of one thousand five hundred and seventeen times, Oscar versus uh Becky. Um Yeah, Oscar Oscar beat her up though. I actually felt it was a bit of a squash. Not gonna lie. Twelve minutes of Becky getting beat up. I thought, yeah. anyway. Um, she didn't have a great deal of offense, did she? No, no. I thought it was... That match felt like we make Oscar look like a monster. Um, and they did. Um, mm. Do you know what? It, it was nothing wrong with with Raw. I didn't notice any 24-7 stuff on the highlights. Did they not have it? It was on main event. And oh. your new 24-7 champion, Dewdrop. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, fine. Sorry, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. If you haven't watched main event, which I know we all tune into every week. I'm, yeah, great. I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> right, before we get into our mountain of reviews, obviously Friday, the return of Brock Lesnar. Divided opinion on people. Because people are stupid. Yes, it's business in the end of the day. WWE is a business and casual people will always watch Brock Lesnar. Why Goldberg always comes back? Because the casuals watch Goldberg. Look, in the end... Here's the thing. In the end of the day, who who else are you going to put and build towards Roman right now that that looks like a credible threat? Well, Riddle, I think you could have used him. But they're not using Roman for stadium events. They're only using him for the big, big events. So... Arena. They're using him for stadiums, not arenas. And I think the plan was still to have Randy Orton at SummerSlam, but I don't think Orton's going to make it back. So what do you do then? Yeah, as you say. Yeah. 
you know, well, you, you, you want to save Drew for the the British one. Yep. You don't want to do that now. Rollins, I don't think ne- needs to be in that title picture to eat them losses. I think Rollins is just doing his thing alongside it perfectly fine. Yep. He's also just come off the back of a hundred days without a win, and you're gonna put him yeah. in a title match. No, you're not gonna exactly. do it. Riddle, I think, is better working with people like Seth on his way up. And I think he needs to finish that Orton stuff first before you can put him in that. But, you know, you put on a damn uh, show. Also, no disrespect to Riddle, but he's not a SummerSlam main event name. No, it's not. Is it? Riddle Roman isn't SummerSlam main event. Not yet. No. Maybe one day, but not yet. And then so who else is Lashley? Don't I don't want to see Lashley Roman just yet. You can save that one for the winter. Like, Lashley can cover him to get through to Royal Rumbles and stuff. Like... Lashley, again, I think is later. Um, so Brock is, if you can get Brock and it's SummerSlam and it's a numbers draw and it's last man standing, so they're going to beat the living hell out of each other. Yes, do it. People do it. complaining about it and saying, oh, you know, you're not built new stars, you've not done this, you're just using old people, blah, blah, blah. They're the same people that cheer when Tom Brady signs a new one-year deal. They're the same people that lost the shit when Michael Jordan returned to basketball. But, so, you know, it same happens. people that are it's, happy it, that Punk beat Adam Page. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, yes, I'd love WWE to have a new star in that position that could go for it. However, <clears throat> they've just lost Randy Orton, who was probably the most capable on the roster. They've just lost Cody Rhodes, who would have been an option, if mm-hmm. not the number one choice. The, Seth's on his losing streak. Riddle's not quite there yet. Lashley, like you say... I think after the program Lashley's just had with Omos, I don't think he's looking strong enough to be there. So you know, we know Cena's coming back, but do you want? Do we want to see that? No. However, Brock never got his rematch. He lost his title at WrestleMania. Didn't get his rematch. We know WWE loves a rematch clause. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Brock Lesnar comes back, and especially considering that SmackDown was hosted in Brock's hometown. I'm like, oh my bother. This is hometown. Of course, the fucking roof's gonna come off. And the thing is, you just lost Cody Rhodes to injury. You're going to have Edge doing this stuff with Finn Balor, probably. So you need a big pop, and Brock Lesnar will make that. Brock Lesnar makes reactions, whatever people think. Um, and it's SummerSlam. Like, you need yeah, guys like Brock at SummerSlam. That's the thing, they're, so. they're, they're trying to make the big four mean something again. And I'm sorry, but a big four match... Would it be Matt Riddle versus Roman? Yep. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman? Absolutely. It's business. It's a business decision. The only one that could have made it a SummerSlam, like the two, and they're out, is Orton and Rhodes. For me. Or like you say, Edge, he could have. Yeah, Edge could have filled that gap, but I think he's going to do stuff with Finn and, you know. He's also on the injured list at the minute because they're playing off that they broke his jaw or something with the attack the other week. So that's another... That's three three of your top faces injured. Yeah. And as as I say, I think Riddle working with Rollins into SummerSlam is a much better idea. I think Lashley working with Theory through SummerSlam, you know, up to SummerSlam, when Cena will obviously face Theory at SummerSlam. I mean, it has to happen. Much better. You're not going to use Drew yet because he's already said he wants it at Clash of the Titans or whatever it's called. Well, see, Clash I of the Castle. So. What is it called? I, I do think so. that we're getting Cena in theory at Clash of the Castle to kind of build it up even I think more. It'd be a SummerSlam. I think it's SummerSlam. 
You think they're doing that at SummerSlam? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think in a minute, SummerSlam card prediction for me would be um, so you think L- they're doing Cena Theory, Edge Finn, um, Riddle Rollins, and Roman Lesnar. I think that, so that in a minute for me. You think they're doing Lashley and Theory at the Clash? Lashley and Theory is at Money no, in the Bank. it's at Money in the Bank. Oh, they're they're oh, already doing okay. that now. And I think yeah. there'll be some shenanigans. I think Theory will keep it and he'll face Cena and then that'll be sort of big Theory's big bloody moment, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. And I think that's what they should do. But, you know, whatever. Um, and the last bit of news, big news, Sasha Banks. So they walked out. Obviously not much has been said. But there's no official word that she has left. But there's been a lot of talk that she has left. There's a lot of connected people. So Sean Rossi's latest tweet that I saw, I think it was a couple of days ago, uh, a lot of very well-connected people are saying that she's been released. At least one talent and one backstage name believe it. WWE hasn't confirmed this to anyone and hasn't informed people that are usually made aware of this. Now, do you think it's that she's been released quietly? They're just keeping it quiet. So... To try to work out, like, is she at end of contract or can she move on to something else? It's just, you know, she's only 30. So, you know, she's not going to, she's obviously going to walk straight into AEW. But what do you think? Do you think she's gone or she's about to go? I don't think she's gone. I think she was probably on the brink of going before all this uh, shitstorm kicked up. Yeah, I think think Stephanie's going to step in and try to smooth this over. Because one of the main, apparently one of the main things is a lot of the Divas didn't get along with Laronitis. And I think because he's on this forced exile, I think she's going to try to smooth this all over. Mm. Well, by smoothing it over, but we'll see Sasha Banks next week losing to Dewdrop in the 24-7. All in it. And I think Naomi will come back, though. I think they'll put her on like a first warning. But do you think they'd be right to let her go? Do you think like she's just? I mean, you know? they, have a, they have valid cause. Right? I mean, I get it, but the reason why I think they're, they're going to try to keep her is not just because it's her, but because of what comes with her and that Snoop Dogg appearances and everything else. And of course, she's done some Self-nerd. acting now. She's in the Man- Mandalorian and stuff. She's in the second one too, isn't she? Like the new one. If you it. don't think for a second, second that AEW scoop her up and make a big deal and have Snoop Dogg fucking sing her out to the ring and pay millions of dollars for that, they will. What do you think of the possibilities that maybe she won't wrestle? What do you think that she will? That maybe she's taking a prolonged break and all the drama and stuff that she throws fits about, maybe she stops completely? Or do you think she'd just go straight to AEW? She'd go to AEW. Khan would throw money at her. Like I said, it, it's not just her, you get it. You get appearances from her cousin, you get in all the media that comes with that. Like it's But then it, it, so seeing where she is though, like with a bit of acting and all these connections, would she want to go to AEW? Well, she's not a good actor though. Yeah, but she's got these connections and she's doing it. Is AEW the right step for her right now? You know what I mean? That that is true, but I mean, women's division wise, they could use it. <laughs> mm. Yes. True. True. Right. We've got a hell of a lot of reviews. <laughs> this well, one we went have. We're going to start with your one. Get, 
Hold on, before we get to the reviews, you you missed out on the Randy Orton health update where he might be just gone completely right now, it looks like, because he's got to get some, like, what, back surgery done? Yeah, so I think it's, that's what messed up their sort of summer, summer sand pants. He's yeah, he's expected uh, to be out until at least the new year. At yep. least. He's and back, then the, the, apparent, the apparent plan for Cody is to give him the... 2002 Triple H push, whereas they will be airing a lot of surgery videos because apparently they took videos of him getting the surgery, going in for the surgery, and apparently they're going to boost the shit out of that, have him win the Rumble and get the Mania moment. Wow. And I think it's right for Cody Rhodes to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think he'll be out for nine months. They're going to push it and it'll be like a Cena Rumble return. 100%. 100%. I think he returns like Cena did in the Rumble. Well, that's what um, they're they're saying, is that they want to push him like they did the Triple H quad thing, and he's going to be the big guy coming back at the Rumble from an injury, and he's going to win it all and well, those the re- it. Well, the, those the rebuild him vignettes where they're like, we can't rebuild him. He was just no, working out was, and all that nonsense. Wasn't that, wasn't that Seth? Yeah, no, no. No, Triple H definitely got a rebuild him thing. The rebuilding was when he came back and did the whole thing with uh, Booker T. The the other one was when they were playing, like, the U2 videos and stuff. And they were like, he'll be back. And then he came out and announced himself for the Rumble. was like, I'm back. Yeah. That's when they were playing, like, my sacrifice from Creed and a beautiful day, and they're like, "Yeah, that was that." That it was Booker God. T, right? It was the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, man, there's a lot of injuries investing now. Adam Cole, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Danielson, Punk, Rhodes, Orton. Yeah, hopefully he's supposed to come out and talk about his future in AEW. Well, I, I think he's calls been... for his um, match against Osprey. I think. So he'll no, be back. Not Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I think, it's got to be. Yeah. Got to be. Need it. Right, Mr. WrestleMania 7. Let's start there because that was the the one That's that cool. was requested. Bring How... up the code. Yeah. It was a great it, it was a good nostalgic show. And I I people don't like this, but I had no issue with it. I, I get there was a lot of controversy going into it because, you know, it was the Iraqi war. People felt that they were using it to, you know, distasteful by using a real life war with soldier slaughter and all that. Then they got the bomb and death threats, so they changed arenas. But the card itself is not a bad card. Yeah. No, you're right. The problem is, is that the first half of the show is good and then when they come back from the intermission it just goes down yeah, you can see that in the card i was just looking at up to about match eight after warrior savage and yeah, then that's, after that's, that that's, just that's looks like filler <laughs> kind of where the intermission happened and then it just kind of went down and then that was it right well let's start from the start starting with the rockers uh, Michaels and Janetti taking on Haku and the Barbarian. Um, um well, this was the last appearance of the Rockers at a Mania. Yes, single HBK. Yeah, uh, put him through Brutus the Barber's shop window. Yeah, yeah. 
that was one of the first ones where I was like, holy hell. Look at this dude. Um, uh, yeah. There was a great opening tag match. They did their stick as the rockers, double drop kicks and all that stuff. Yeah, you could always barbarian, just solid workers in there. You could always see that Shawn Michaels was gonna be the guy to break out from them. Um Texas Tornado, who I used to love. I'm not gonna lie. Kerry Von Eric, big fan. Uh took on Dino Bravo. Looked like a three minute squash to me. Yeah, this was, <laughs> I mean this was towards Bravo was dead within a year. This was like towards the end of Bravo. Bravo's so, uh, Dark Side of the Ring was actually one I didn't know anything about until I watched that. Very interesting. Man just went down some dark path. <laughs> within a year, he was he was gone. Yeah, he was shot in his armchair watching TV. Um, but uh, Texas Tornado wasn't long after, was it? Kerry Von Eric killed himself. As uh, well, wasn't he? he was what like was another another three. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the British Bulldog took on the Warlord with Slick. Loved Slick. I fucking uh, loved Slick. Two big, two big beefy men fighting over the full Nelson. That's yeah. literally what this match was billed as. Just two big muscle guys who's like, we both do, we could both do a full Nelson. <laughs> Swear to God, that was it. Yeah, British Bulldog with the win. So, British Bulldog keeps the full Nelson, even though his special move was a running power slam. It's such a Vince McMahon thing. Like, whoa, look at look at the full Nelson muscles. Yeah. <laughs> Parody. Oh, gosh. Uh, right. WWF Tag Team Championships on the line. Nasty Boys taking on the Heart Foundation. Now, not, it wasn't so much the match. Nasty Boys won the titles. Wasn't it the next... Like months after that, that the Heart Foundation split up. Wasn't this the end? Uh, yeah. This is when they, they, uh, later in the year, they, I think Nidart made they, they the new foundation yeah, and stuff. They didn't really split up, whereas they just kind of went their ways. Brett yeah, became the Iron. Yeah. Nidart. Yeah, yeah. And then they Hitman did that. Went, uh, did some stuff with Perfect, went it through the summer and stuff, didn't he? Hart did. Um, Jake Roberts versus Rick Martel in a blindfold match. Match was great. Yes. Okay. Yes. So match was great. Literally a minute into like right before they're getting ready and everything, before the bell rings, they're putting the blindfolds on. Jake the Snake fucks over the whole match and ruins kayfabe by literally sticking his hand through the thing to see like, oh, I can't see, but you can tell you can see his hand. <laughs> like he messed up the whole thing of well they can't see. <laughs> yeah, but you can see his hand through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shame. But yeah, it was uh, I loved it. I I was always a big Rick Martel fan. Like I really uh, was. I did like this match because they incorporated the fans into it, whereas they were, you know, they they would reach for something and the fans would be like, No, no, yeah. Right, great fight. Uh, start of the streak. Undertaker took on Jimmy Snooker. This is the first match of the streak. Jesus, the thing I wrote about this is Jesus Christ, the tombstone that Jimmy Snooker took. <laughs> yes. He yeah. didn't take it like straight down. His legs were spread out. Like it looked nasty. Yeah, it didn't look good. Didn't look like Jimmy took that right. Yeah, Jimmy looked like he died. 
But yeah, it was the start of the streak. That is the first match of the streak. Took, obviously won. That's it. Streak over. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, the rumors were that it wasn't even supposed to be Snuka. The first person, it was supposed to be Andre versus Taker, and they were going to start that at the Rumble. But Andre had broken his leg in Japan, and they couldn't do it. Oh, there you go. Never knew that. But hey, I mean, can't see how he would have tombstone Andre this year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, I, I, you know, I would have maybe been interested to see him try. Um, then the big retirement match, Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage. Bit this of classic. Is, this- where they fucked up because this match stole the show. Yeah, it was from top to bottom of it was emotional. Whether it was they their careers were on the line, the end, the whole ending smods, like everything about this told a story. Yeah, and it, you weren't gonna top the story that they told, and it should have been later in the card. Because putting it right smack in the middle fucked the rest of the card because nobody gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. And like, it'd been such a good story because, like, so Savage had wanted a shot at Warrior and Warrior, like, repeatedly refused to give him the shot. And then, wasn't it Savage that cost him against Slaughter yeah. when Slaughter won the title? Both Savage hit him with the scepter in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Slaughter they, won. Uh, I remember as a kid, they did a rather provocative, and even as a kid, I was like, I think this felt dirty to watch. They did like a whole thing where Sherry was like basically trying to seduce the warrior into getting the title shot. So like she came out for the interview and got on her hands and knees, was like rubbing his areas and shit, was like, (laughs) will you give him the shot? And I was like, Mm. oh my God. This really looked like she was going to do some things to him. <laughs> but great match. And as you say, stole the entire show. Well, like, yeah. That match is, when you think of WrestleMania 7, this is what you think of is the Warrior Savage match. You know? It was, you know, it wasn't just the end. It was what happened after the match that everybody, like, took away from because it made, like, it was a culmination of, you know, three years of Savage being an asshole to the fans to Liz to everybody and you know Sherry attacks him because she realizes that he's no longer in the WWF so she's got to find a new a new person so she starts beating him up and then Liz finally gets physical which never happens like Mm. Liz never beats up anybody and then they run into each other's arms the fans are legit crying like it was three years of a buildup of Savage being an asshole woman abuser, and to him finally seeing the light and being like, "Oh, she loves me." Like, there's a moment where she goes to open the ropes for him, like she always used to do, and he stops her, and then he opens the ropes, and like all the fans are like, "Oh my god, he did it!" <laughs> Oh, God. And then it just gets a bit silly. So we had, you know, Tenru and Kiato, Kiatao against Demolition, which was just promotion of, what were they, Super Super World Sports? Super World of Sports, the Japanese promotion they were from. It was just a promotion swap. This match hurt my soul because this is basically the end of Demolition. 
and they didn't have their music. They came out with like this generic thing that was like, dun, 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 dun. They, they didn't have the original lineup of Act and Smash. That nah, was Crush, wasn't it, at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just all around. Uh, just then, real. Well, Shame, people, that as a kid, Demolition were one of my favorites. Demolition were probably my favorite tag team as a kid. From people that were on the top, like they the year before this at six, they won the tag belts. They were the biggest tag team accent smash. To a year later, they're losing to these two Japan guys, and it's like, oh, what one a of them fart. becomes the Repo Man. <laughs> And the, yeah, and the other becomes the Hawaiian guy that crushes things. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Big Boss Man versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. Perfect retained by disqualification. Solid match, but it was leading yeah. to Perfect Hitman, which comes later. This is, where you got the, this is where you got the Andre return. He came out with his crutches and chased off Heenan. But Boss Man did win by disqualification, keeping perfect as champ earthquake versus well, okay, greg valentine okay, so, oh my god <laughs> hold on before we get to that the backstory of boss man and perfect was hilarious because originally it was supposed to be boss man versus rude but rude left rooted left for the wcw back in like october so they had they had to change all the plans and the way they wrote rudolph is the president jack tunney had Permanently and definitely suspended him for talking about the big boss man's mama. <laughs> oh, dear. Like, I shit you not. That was literally like, he was like, these actions cannot be tolerated. This is the most heinous thing in the world. Rick Root is indefinitely suspended for his comments towards boss man's mom. Wow. Good Lord. Um, Earthquake versus Greg Valentine. Don't really care. Uh, <laughs> great with the win. 59 seconds of Legion of Doom against Power and Glory. 59 seconds. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Um, Virgil versus Ted DiBiase. They feuded like this entire year. Uh, Virgil got the win thanks to help from Roddy Piper. As you can see, the rest of this card, this is just, this is just filler, isn't it? And then uh, before the main event was the Mountie beating Tito Santana. Which again, it was like a minute and a half. It's just nonsense. No need for it all. Just to get the Mountie over because he had just debuted. Uh, and then the main event: Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter, the, the Iraqi sympathizer. But of course, the big, big hoo ha. Hogan won his third championship. Hogan, I say. Hogan was that won. Yes, Hogan won. The war ended. He single-handedly. Rocky Ford does and yeah. stop. And everyone went stop. home happy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there's mo okay, real quick, there were moments that if you watch back this whole Sergeant Slaughter, like him being Iraqi sympathizer, there's moments that if you watch now, you're like, we're in a real life war. And if, you know, some of the things they were doing were disrespectful to Iraq that they could have really taken that shit seriously. Like, there was one time, uh, there was the ma the match with the Warrior where he he won the belt. He Warrior takes the Iraqi flag from him, wipes his ass with it, and then throws it. And I'm like, 
Dude, you can't wipe your ass with another country's flag, especially when we're at war with them. <laughs> you're not. You're, that's not good. Oh, right. That's seven. Right. We'll go to Damo's one. He was on WrestleMania 29 and the Raw after. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. So, as you mentioned there, WrestleMania. I need you to remember this is a WrestleMania card. <laughs> yes. Hit me. It's quite painful. So, first thing of note is there is not a single women's match on this WrestleMania card. The only woman featured is AJ Lee as a manager. Jeez. So already the alarm bells are ringing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Started off with the pre-show, which was Miz versus Wade Barrett. Um, there was a backstage bit with Snooki. Snooki. I, I was actually there live for this show. Was he? Um, yep. It was just a bit of a mess. Miz went for score crushing finale. Barrett dodged it. Barrett went for the bullhammer. Miz moved. Figure four. Job done. Very, very poor eight-minute match. And then you had the Shield, the original Shield, versus Big Show, Randy Orton, and Sheamus, because that's what you need on WrestleMania. The most random tag team you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what do we do? Well, we've got nothing for these three. Let's throw them into a match. Um, <laughs> obviously, the Shield were at the height of their powers. They, they were, you know, there was no way they were going to get anything but a loss, but they took <clears> some punishment. And Big Show and Sheamus stripping... Ambrose and Rollins off and beating them for no apparent reason because, you know, a little bit of nudity just to get the women involved. Yeah, um, I love it. Shield went for the triple powerbomb on Sheamus, but Big Show speared them all at the same time. Nice. Yep, that's that's Big Show's involvement he's done now. Um, <laughs> Sheamus tried to tag in Big Show, but Orton stole the tag. This pissed off the Big Show. Um, we had Randy Orton doing Randy Orton things. Seth Rollins flew off the top, bang, catching RKO. Um, ultimately, Reigns speared on Ambrose, picked up the pin, and then, oh, what should happen after the match? I bet you can't guess what Big Show did. Turn heel. Oh, my God. You got oh it. Big turned heel by knockout punching Sheamus and Orton. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it, it, the match ticked a couple of boxes, um, but it was 10 minutes and 33 seconds significant because uh, you'll find out why later. Next, we had the most awful match I have ever seen. It's probably not the most awful I've ever seen, but it's the most awful that I can remember seeing. Um, it was Mark Henry versus Ryback. Now, this was a match that just proved that Ryback was not ready. He was not good enough. Um, he failed several times to pick Mark Henry up. Um, so he knocked him down with a meat hook that was trying to pick him up to do the shell shock. Couldn't do it. So Mark Henry grabbed the ropes to do, you know, oh, no, you're not going to get me. They did a fake fall. And it was basically just like seven, eight minutes of Ryback trying to pick Mark Henry up. Eventually, he hit the sloppiest spine buster you've ever seen. And then, well, the, it, I mean, technically, it was the shell shock, but it was more yeah. of a fall on top of the big man. Um, but yeah, eight minutes, two seconds of just shit. Like, just poor, poor. I'm ranking it up there with Bianca Belair matches. Like, oh. just. You know, it was oh just them trying desperately was, to hit a spot. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really <laughs> bad. Um, after that, it was Tag Team Championships, Team Hellno versus Ziggler and Big E. The big talking point of this match was uh, Ziggler and AJ mocking Daniel Bryan by recreating his uh, kiss from um, the previous WrestleMania <laughs> before the Sheamus loss. Yeah. 
Um, I said the previous one, it was a, a previous one. Um, so obviously Daniel Bryan doing Daniel Bryan things, diving out of the ring. Biggie and Kane going at it. Biggie clearly not ready at this point. He was fast tracked from NXT. Um, he was at, this was at the point where he was just the bodyguard. Yeah, but then he was involved in the match. Um, yes, again, it just it was a nothing match really. Kane picked up choke slam, tagged in Brian. Brian did the top rope headbutt on Ziggler. Boom, retained titles. Match four was actually quite a big thing, and I can imagine. Gio will probably confirm that being there, this was phenomenal because it was the, the the in-ring debut of Fandango. And obviously, we had Fandango's entrance, which was the key to everything at everything. this point. Like, he could have been the worst wrestler in the world. We didn't care. We were doing the dance. We were doing the sound. It was all good. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Listen, I met him the day before this at the Access, and I got his autograph. Uh, um, not much of note happened in the match. Uh, Jericho tried to come straight out of the blocks with a code breaker. We had diving leg drop for a near fall. Then another one, Jericho moved. Lion salt knees up. Um, and it ended with Jericho going for the walls of Jericho and Fandango rolled him up. Um, huge. So the match was quite disappointing, but it was also huge at the same time because like, it was his in-ring debut and Chris Jericho had just given him the ultimate rub by letting him beat him at WrestleMania. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool um, but again that was only a 9 minute match so so far 8 minutes 10 minutes 8 minutes 6 minutes 9 minutes Jesus. then we had possibly the most bizarre world title match God. ever <laughs> Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger <laughs> now I liked Swagger Hold on, I would like to say something. You missed something before this that I need you to review. There was a wonderful little mini Flow Rider P. Diddy concert. Oh, shit, yes. There was a weird medley. P. Diddy just did a medley of songs and people just kept coming and getting involved. <laughs> what? I don't remember this. But, yeah, it was just bizarre. So P. Diddy and uh, Skylar Grey were the, the theme. It was It's Coming Home, you know, the Coming Home. Uh, yep. So they performed that at the start. But they did randomly between Fandango Jericho and this match. They did a medley where just random people, well, I say random, obviously musicians just kept coming out and just getting involved. And it was like, what? And just yeah. it, it was bizarre. Like they didn't complete a full song. It was just like snippets, like 30 to 45 seconds of a song. And then they just move on to another one. And what is going on? Anyway, then we had the, the world title match. And I mean, as you can imagine, with the two competitors involved, much of note. Um, yeah, Del Rio defending his title. Uh, won it with the cross arm breaker, which, I mean, there was little of note between the, the start and that. Um, obviously, we had Zeb Coulter doing Zeb Coulter things, drumming up a bit of hatred towards Del Rio because he was Mexican uh, with the people. Yeah, I still remember that. The people. Fantastic. Um, then, so that match lasted. 10 minutes 30. So three seconds less than the Shield match. That was the world heavyweight title. Lasted three seconds less than a six-man tag match. Um, yeah. Then, for me, match of the night and probably... Am I going to say it was? Yeah. Probably CM Punk's best match in WWE. Now, he put on some good ones, but this one for me was probably his best one. It was Undertaker defending his 20-0 streak against Punk. 
Punk was a Heyman guy at this point. Obviously, Brock Lesnar was also a Heyman guy at this point. Um, he was dual rolling. Um, there was the build up to this match made it an even better match because this was where CM Punk was just being a horrible, horrible little man. I think he poured the ashes out. He attacked Undertaker with the urn, mocking Paul Bearer and Undertaker's relationship. There was to do. There's a lot going on. It was quite hard hitting. As for the match, it was just what you'd what you'd want from a WrestleMania. Like this could have easily headlined the show. Obvious reasons why it didn't, which we'll get to. But they beat the snot out of each other. Like it was near fall after near fall. There was just there was. I don't think there was anything that I could pick a fault at in the match. Like it, I wouldn't say it was Undertaker's best match because his series with Triple H, his series with Shawn Michaels, will always stand up as the, they're, the, they're the Undertaker's WrestleMania matches that you remember. Yeah, wasn't this was definitely up there. Living Colour performed the entrance, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and, yeah, it was just from start to finish, from the start of the entrances, obviously Undertaker got a four-hour 70 second, um, <laughs> I like entrance. how you're, you're purposely keeping track of time because I know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so this match was 22 minutes. And you know what? 22 minutes of solid action. Then we had Triple H with Shawn Michaels against Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in a no-holds-bad. Um, yeah. If Triple H lost, he had to retire. Do you think this spoiled, that stipulation yes. spoiled this match, though? Yes, that was what oh. I was going to say. So, obviously, I'd seen the match before, so it wasn't a shock to me, the result, anyway. But even watching it back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remembered how disappointed I was because... We knew Triple H weren't going to lose. Yeah. And I, so, yeah, I do give Triple H credit for wrestling this match. Didn't he have a broken he, arm or something? No, he didn't break his arm. He had, like, third-degree burns because he was, doing his, he was doing the Triple H entrance and the dry ice exploded yeah. But, all yeah. over him. But was it? Did he have a break, broken arm in the build-up to this, or was that the build-up uh, to the other yeah. one? Yeah, well, yeah. he didn't. Did, you know, yeah. he, it was Triple H overcoming adversity, and then like he, like Gio said, he uh, got blasted by dry ice, which uh, which burned him, and he, you wouldn't tell watching the match. Although, obviously, Lesnar being Lesnar did focus on the the weakness. Um, like you could see, Shawn Michaels it got the piss beat out of him. Paul Heyman got the piss beat out of him. It was what you'd expect from a no holds barred match. Yeah. Um, the Kamara lock, I've, at one point, like not when I was rewatching it, but back then I thought, oh shit, this Triple H is going to retire. He's got the Kamara lock on the previously broken arm. This, this isn't going to work. And the Kamara lock was in for a long time. Um, but in the end, obviously, because it was a retirement match, Triple H uh, pedigree to Lesnar on the steel steps. Boom, one, two, three, keeping his in-ring career alive. I, I, only still, I do still think that that match didn't need that stipulation. They could no. have still done no holds barred and not had that, and it would have it would have been better, I think. I just so, think oh, it a bit. This was billed as the co-main event, 23 minutes, 58 seconds. My only issue with this was that it was a, the build-up to it was typical Shawn Michaels after retirement, where he'd always do these interviews, and he'd, be, he'd come out and just be like, don't do it, Triple H. I couldn't do it. You can't do it, man. You're gonna lose your career. Yeah. I made this mistake. He did this a couple of times. He did it with the, the Hell in a Cell Undertaker one where he's just like, 
I don't know, man. I couldn't beat Tanker. You can't do it, man. I don't think you're going to be able to do it, dude. <laughs> just, yeah, just adding that stipulation and, like Gio says, Shawn Michaels in the book just ruined what was actually a quite, quite a good match. Nothing against it, but it was, not, it was nowhere near Punk versus Taker. But I think that was mainly because it was spoiled before it started. Um, and then the reason that Punk Taker wasn't the main event was because we had The Rock versus John Cena. First time, only time, right? The, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> the once-in-a-lifetime bout. Once in a we're, ne- we're never going to watch this again. We're never going to see these two wrestle again. Um, and you know what? Like, I know John Cena gets a lot of stick for the You Can't Wrestle, and Rock was never given a lot of credit for his wrestling ability. He was more, oh, look, he's just a showman. But they put on a very good wrestling match, a very good show. Yeah, fuck Rock was, didn't he? Like, didn't he, yeah, he got injured matches? early on in the match, yeah. Um, he, like, tore something. Yeah. I can't remember what the exact injury was, but yeah, there was an injury. Um, torn, torn muscles and tendons in and around his pelvis. Oh, you know? And wow. you know what? Again, like Triple H, just just battled on, just gritted his teeth, got on with it. Um, I think they between them they hit about three hundred and seventeen finishers in this match. <laughs> it didn't feel like that's the only thing that they were doing. There was other stuff in between, not like a Brock Lesnar match where it's suplex, suplex, f five, f five, f five, f five, or you know, Roman Reigns with his Superman Punch Spear, Superman Punch Spear. There was other stuff. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We got to see it. It was once in a lifetime. I, I'm just, I wish we'd got to see it again. I just wish we had. Um, the match ended with Rock going for his 47th Rock Bottom. Cena counted it into his 38th F. Um, sorry, I was going to call it the FU. Then it was the AA by this point. Okay. Boom. Title, John Cena. We'll have a shake hands, we'll cuddle. Yay, look, we've done the once in a lifetime. We'll raise our hands together at the top of the stage. Boom, jobs are good and thank you very much. 23 minutes, 59 seconds. So you, one you second missed, longer than the co-main event. You missed something so, there, sir. Um, you, you missed a Brodus Clay. No, I didn't. no that got cancelled. No. They did came out the next night. Bro- he came so, out dancing with his mask. Oh, well, you know what? I would done. I didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't George was... I did. So, my issue was, Ms. Wade Barrett got pre-showed, so it was never going to be a good match. Yeah. Why did I have a card that featured Mark Henry versus Ryback? No disrespect to Fandango and Chris Jericho, but debut match on WrestleMania, it was never going to steal a show. What? Who, who, who thought Del Rio versus Jack Swagger would be a good match? Who thought that was WrestleMania worthy. And this is what we were talking about earlier with the Big Four being a spectacle. If it wasn't for Undertaker and Punk, Cena and Rock, that was a god-awful pay-per-view. Like I, Again, keep in mind, i seen this live. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the best parts of it were the musical performances. Up until the main events kicked in, like it was just not good. And so, so yeah, the combined the, the... total time for the first six matches was about 45 50 minutes, if that. 
like they powered through them like they were nobody's business because they weren't like no one cares so you know we move on we get to the raw after mania yeah john cena comes out oh look at me i'm the champion who could i face next could it be cm punk could it be blah 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 could it be triple h maybe brooklyn and then mark henry answered the call only to be told by Booker T, who had no authority or power <laughs> at this point, to go, sorry, Mark, but actually, The Rock's number one contender. I'm like, wait, The Rock's number one contender? I thought that match was once in a lifetime. Huh? <laughs> but then he was like, I'll tell you what, Matt, you beat, you beat Cena tonight. I'll let you have a title match. Again, Booker T, who had no authority at this point. Booker T was a nobody. He just, he'd come out and MVP'd it. Yeah. MVP money in the um, bank tip. <laughs> as far as opening to Raw After Mania promos go, Cena did the job that Cena does. He went out and he worked the crowd. Crowd were, and I quote, it's a raucous crowd. They want to have sex with chocolate. <laughs> yep, that was, that was one of the lines. Um, Jesus. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I have to tell you that you have the breath of 10,000 asses. Oh my! God. Yeah, so Cena just being Cena. Um, he, yeah, he does what he does. The one where like he came out and trolled people too, where he was like, "I know what you all want to see in anyway." Yeah, he was doing the heel tease that he's done for eighteen years of his twenty-year career. <laughs> it, you know, it, it was a thing. And um, so the, that brings us to the first match, the spectacle, the first, the opening match of the Raw after Mania, and we got Daniel Bryan versus Biggie Langston. He was still Langston at this point. Um, and my biggest takeaway from this match wasn't anything that happened in the ring. It was the fact that Biggie almost knocked out AJ Lee as they made their entrance. Wow. He was getting so raucous, like beating his chest. He twatted her in the face and almost knocked her out. Uh, it was just, I mean, that, that was that was the takeaway. Biggie won after a distraction from Ziggler and AJ. Jobs are good and. You know, it it meant nothing to either man. To be fair, it was it was a waste of a it. It was something that happened, and I'll never recover from it. Um, then, obviously, rematch city, Wade Barrett versus the Miz in a re, in an intercontinental title WrestleMania rematch. You're asking me why was this happening? Because Miz retained his title? Yeah, no idea. Um, again, poor. I have no takeaways. However, Wade Barrett did win the title. Um, there was a couple of botches. It was the crowd were not enjoying it. Obviously, the fans have always hated the Miz, but loved him. That continued, but they did. They were not behind Wade Barrett too much. Um, but yeah, yeah he won. He won the title at the pre-show the night before. Yeah, just it just, I'm just it was a nothing match. I don't understand why it needed to be here. Build something. Build it. Because didn't Plus they just it put great. it on Curtis Axel anyway at Payback? Pretty sure Axel won it pretty much so. the next pay-per-view, I think. And I, I know because Miz went off that summer to film that Christmas movie he did. Yes. Christmas yes. Bounty? Possibly. Okay, anyway. so that was one of the coolest endings ever. It was like a triple threat. And the Miz put, I think he put Barrett in a figure four. And while he was tangled in the figure four, Curtis Axel just ran up and pinned the guy. <laughs> so it's funny. In the review, it just says of the match. Miz versus Wade Barrett. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Is it? <laughs> like, it just... It would not, it, yeah. Um, which brings us on to our next match. 
handicap match. Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter versus Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio, who had um, Ricardo Rodriguez by his side. Yeah. Not quite sure why it was a handicap match and why yeah. Ricardo Rodriguez, the actual wrestler, wasn't. You know, fuck it, we move on. Um, again, it was it was just not a good match. Um, the crowd were not behind it. Zeb got his USA, USA, USA chance going. It, you know, it was part of it because Alberto Del Rio sucked as a baby face. Yes, it was weird that Del Rio was the face in this. He could never be. I, I never felt that he pulled off the baby facing well. Um, a line in the a line here. Despite Coulter, the crowd is completely dead. That is until a great finish. And we think, what's the great finish? What is this? Boom! Out of nowhere, in comes Big Dolph, cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase after Del Rio injured himself, defeating Swagger and Coulter in a tough match. Cashes in his title, wins it. The fans are losing their shit commentary's losing their shit i'm losing my shit even though i've seen it many times before yeah, like, yeah this is the, it's it one of them the... you can watch and you'll always lose your shit yeah and i don't know why because ziggler was like the night before he's in a meaningless tag match yes the he was, he was like mid-card okay heelness wasn't he but for some reason that night, because that all through the match, I'm pretty sure the crowd were chanting, we want Ziggler. We want Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want Ziggler. Was I, just, I don't know where it come from. And I think that's what makes it more special because it was like, okay, time, you guys are boring as fuck. Give it I, to I, Ziggler. Let's go with him. Well, yeah. The thing is, is we all wanted it and we were all chanting for it the night before during that shitty Ziggler or the shitty Alberto Del Rio match. We were like, fucking cash in. <laughs> It's great, though. It is one of the greatest, I think, cash-ins moments. All of them. It ticks all of them. Yeah. Cash-ins, yeah. Raw After Mania boxes, everything, you know? Pushing new star. Because as you say, I, Ziggler like, was a bit kind of mid-card meh, you know? He was sort of flo- he was floating. He could have gone either way. And, then, yeah, that it, it was it was huge. And it, it... I would like to say that this was one of my biggest regrets, is that I didn't go to the night after. Uh, okay. Yes. I understand that. Um... After the after Ziggler's title win, they were like, you know what we need to do now? The crowd are hot. Bring out Taker. Roll Taker out. Jobs are good. And so Taker comes out. Rare appearance on Raw. Obviously, he's having a bit of a word about what happened in the match before. Talking about Punk, Bear, Paul Bearer, etc. And then, boom, the Shield. Nice. The, they surround the ring. They're doing what they're about to do. And then, obviously, who comes? Well, Undertaker's brother um, as got a bit of beef with the shield and oh he's in a tag team with daniel bryan um so yeah down come bryan and kane to make the save which leads us into matches that happen i think they had one or two matches with the three of them music hit at that moment i did pee myself a little bit yeah yeah i was still on a hype from ziggler as well but like the thought of hey daniel bryan and like coming to save yeah. Undertaker, an icon of the business. And at this point, Daniel Bryan was still a sort of indie wrestler darling. He'd yeah. not had big, he'd not hit the peak of the Yes movement or anything like that. It's just little indie exactly. wrestler. Everyone's still in head. He's like, that's the American dragon. Like, yeah, for yeah. people that knew him, that's all you would have seen. You don't really see it as Daniel Bryan. And yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be honest, I lost all interest. Yeah. I've just scrolled through the rest draw. of the card and well, that, 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 that's fun. You you tell me anything about our truth Zack Ryder and Santino versus Three <laughs> MB that appeals to you? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. The, there's nothing. Um, 
Sheamus and Randy Orton obviously both wanted Big Show because he'd knocked him out. So what did they do? Well, you can have each other instead. <laughs> okay, so the, the only notable thing is during that Sheamus match is where the crowd just took over the fucking yes. show. Yes. So it's, it's, it it's says here, there are, there are actually, so I'm looking at the card, it doesn't actually talk about, it's actually got the crowd chants. So yep. we've got RVD, the, pretend, the announcers pretended not to understand what they're saying, but they were chanting for RVD. They're chanting Michael Cole. Um, thank you, Big Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Big Show came out and knocked the fuck out of them both later on. Yeah, it says the crowd <laughs> is fantastic here, making something that could have been terrible <clears throat> just fly by. Yeah. The best part is the announcers are trying to, like, no-sell it, and then they start chanting for Michael Cole, and he just goes... Hey, they're chanting for me. Yeah, so it's a, and apparently they chant. They were chant, They just went into anything that popped into their heads and said they even chanted for Randy Savage. Yep. <laughs> it, it, the match was so bad that like, like you say, commentary were trying to no sell it for a while, and then they were like, you know what? Let's just get involved. So JBL was calling them out for being great. Broke into the wave during this match. And what's funny, it does the grade for the match. It doesn't. It put, it says crowd, A+. plus. <laughs> it yep. doesn't grade yep. the match. <laughs> yep. Um, next up, Fandango versus Kofi. Didn't really need, you know. It, no, it, but it yeah. up. Jericho just came out and twatted him. Job done. Again, yeah. the fans I, took I, I over think, this match. I, I think the bell rang and then boom, Jericho's here. Absolutely. Yeah, the fans, the fans took over the match. They just continued to sing Fandango's theme the whole time. Yep, the whole match was just that. Um, I'm going to move swiftly on from this next piss. Rhodes that Scholars. Meant to be on WrestleMania as well, but was cancelled. Yep. yep, it was cancelled because of time. Despite the fact that you heard me read how short all the matches were. Do you know what it was? Because they had P. Diddy and Flowrider and every other rapper in the business come out and perform. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not mad that this match will cut. They probably should have cut it from Raw. Yeah. Just, it was just nothing. It was just your typical comedy nonsense that you got from tons of Funker the Funkadactyls. Like the fact that Naomi's gone on to actually have some kind of credible career after what happened here is a credit to her as a competitor and as an entertainer. Because. Yeah. Nothing about that. I, I just remember them doing the whole Total Divas episode on this where they were like, your match has been cut. Oh, no, our match has been cut. <laughs> yeah, it was, right. I mean, it was. God, the main oh, event, because the main yeah, event is something I want to bring up. The main event, Cena versus Mark Henry. If Mark Henry won, he got a title match. Um, John Cena won, Mark Henry was gone to oblivion, and John Cena would go on to face... Like, what's that guy's name that you're having that once in a lifetime match with? Arthur oh, Rock. Yeah. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Um, there were still teases of. This is where they had to do it. An eel. Like, it was, you know, it was Omen and Aaron. Um, obviously, as WWE does, there was it was a count out. Um, Cena won by count out. I don't, I don't really know why. Uh, it was a mess. Right. Yeah, Mark, so he won by count out. And Mark Henry decided that he was going to flip out. Didn't take kindly to it. Started beating on Cena. And then Ryback came to make the save. Because, you know, what else do we, what do we need? Ryback's just had a piss match with Mark Henry last night. Let's get him come out and save Cena from Mark Henry. And then 
Mark Henry's gone to the dust. Ryback and Cena are having a little moment, and then Ryback shell shocks him. So that's the heel turn. Like, so for me, like this, like Cena at this point was one of the biggest names in the industry right then, and it was desperate time for him to do something different. Even like change his music, like a, a catchphrase, a finish at anything, turn him heel, whatever. Like I know he does work for charities and kids and whatever nonsense. This was that moment where Cena needed to do something. And at that point, it was Ryback that did it. And I was like, I just watched him lose to Mark Henry the night before and in an awful match. Like, that's not no, what I want. It honestly should have been a Cena heel turn because the whole storyline just was that it was the second time he was meeting The Rock. The Rock beat him the first time. So the second time he's had a shit year. He oh. lost his best friend, Zack Ryder. He, you know, hit the woman that he liked turned on him. The join up was that, you know, she was just using him. He couldn't, he couldn't win his money in the bank because of the big show. Like everything was just going the wrong way for John Cena. And then he won the Rumble and he did a promo. And it was almost like the Stone Cold Steve Austin one where he was like, I have to beat The Rock. I have to beat The Rock. And I would do what it takes to beat The Rock. And everybody was like, he's going to cheat. He's got to turn heel. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's saying, and, I will do whatever I have to. And this to was be- that moment. Can you imagine? The heel turn then would have been perfect. You wouldn't have had to do it for long. But I really do think they missed it. Like, even if it was just a change of something. Like, that was the time. And it, they didn't. They turned right. It was a, you know yeah, I mean? it was a very definite turning from the fans towards Cena. Yeah. With this, because it was just like, oh, if By you're not way, we, turn, fuck you. We never did get that Rock Cena rematch because it was supposed to be Rock Cena three. No, what yeah. did we get? We got the three stages of hell. Ryback yeah, Cena, I, didn't we? Ugh. No, at that point, <laughs> or was it the, ambulance? I don't know what it was the, anymore. At that point, Rock's like agents and shit were like, "You're not wrestling again. You, yeah, you, you got fucking up your movie." Yeah, I don't know. So how do you feel though? So I'm looking at the time. We are going to do mine and Geo's next week because <laughs> we're just going to run out of time. Yeah, and we want to give it rough. We'll do mine and yours next week. What did you make of the, your choices though from WrestleMania 29 to the Raw after? Do you, do you feel like it was like a season turning from WrestleMania to Raw or did you feel, you know what I mean? Uh, how did you come yeah. out of it feeling having watched the two? So, like I mentioned, I no man in his right mind puts the title on Del Rio or Jack Swagger. So having Dolph kick there, that felt like the turning of something. It felt like we were like, oh, here we go, here we go. But then having Cena just continue to be Cena, was like, oh, no, we're just going to rinse and repeat everything from the last 12 months. So it was like they, all, they almost had you there. And then went, no, silly. Um do I regret my decision? Nope, simply because of Undertaker Punk and Dolph's cashing. I still think that it was the right choice for me to do that one because for me that is still a huge moment for Dolph and for turning the World Heavyweight Championship round, despite the fact that Dolph then obviously had to lose the title because of uh, an injury. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, I think knowing, obviously... When I first watched it, I was like, oh my God, Cena's the turning, the turning, they've got to do it, they've got to do it. I think that helped with the build and helped make it a better or after Mania than it ended up actually being, realistically speaking. 
back. That that was that was fun. We should do more of these. It kicked off. So a lot of uh, people that I do a football game with found our podcast today. Um, we've got guests coming out of our eyeballs. Geo's got reviews nonstop, my mate. Like they have, oh, I've boy. been bombarded with yes. reviews today. Like I'm you okay won't with... even believe. And you that's know. fine. I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Halloween Havocs. I've got yeah. SummerSlam 89. Uh, I've got all kinds of yeah, madness well, coming at me. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to wait till we get through with these manias yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is why I haven't even looked at them because me and Geo still have <laughs> two to do next week, which will be WrestleMania 12 and 14 plus the Raw after. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do them next week. I mean, we'll I'm glad them. we got Damos out of the way because Damos was... The longest roar after it was like a three hours, so I knew I knew yeah. this review was going to be a bit. I, I, as I say, and I, it was going to bring up a lot of conversation because for me, I I remember that one a for Dolph Ziggler's cash in, and you felt like you've done that. Go with the Cena turn. You know what I mean? You've got the crowd yes. hype thanks to the Ziggler the, thing. The crowd on someone new card. Yeah, yeah, yes, the crowd were ready that. for that. Just have Cena, even if they'd had Cena attack Ryback at that moment, it would have worked. And it may have even helped Ryback. Yeah. I mean, you know? it wasn't that it was that these fans weren't your typical wrestling fans. These guys came from the UK and stuff to watch Mania, and then they decided to watch the night after. So it was a bunch of, like, soccer hooligans who were literally just like, oh, Listen, oh, we are like the greatest the wrestling fans that you'll ever have. There is nothing like a British wrestling crowd. Just, ask ask Bailey. We know how to make up chants. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, the first thing that pops into your head if it's Randy yeah. Savage, cool, we'll go with that. <laughs> if, it, if it rhymes, <laughs> even better. The American fans have tried to recreate this a couple of different times and it's just fallen flat on their ass because they're not the UK fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and you know what? All, all jokes aside, British wrestling fans or like stadium fans like that in an event. You're not going to get much better. You really aren't. And I'm not trying to be biased, but we are, we, we're into something like that. And when it's something like wrestling, I think it's a lot easier to create something like, like that. Said, than football, you you know? broke in the wave. You guys were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was RVD, JBL. Thank you, Big Show, for ending that match. Exactly. That, the, as I say, the review. Just told me about the crowd. Nothing yeah, about dude, Sheamus. The camera pans away from the Ort match, and they're just doing a stadium-wide wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. British wrestling oh, it's The camera guy was like, fuck the match. I'm going well, I, I can't wait for September. Uh, Mainly because it's been a while since, you know, we've had like a big main event pay-per-view like that. It's going to be something else, you know? It's a shame we can't go to it because uh, the prices were ridiculous and we're now professional businessmen. Exactly, but, like right no, in football season. Not really ideal for us anymore. <laughs> yeah. As much as we wanted Saturday pay-per-views, they kind of suck. <laughs> but yeah, amazing. No, I really enjoyed that we did this. Um, I've, I've always liked looking back. And as I say, once I realised what the roar after that mania was, it wasn't just the Ziggler one. That Cena moment for me was was pivotal because I don't think it helped Ryback. I don't think Ryback was in a position where he could turn heel or anyone care that he turned heel. You know, I mean, he came out at the beginning and he did a John Cena promo, and he goes, "I'm going to do something you guys have been asking me to do," and then it zooms in on his foot, 
and he twists his heel and he goes, there's your heel turn, guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, this asshole. Exactly. And the thing is that they, they ruined it because everyone wanted Cena at that point. Cena, you know. Yes, okay. I, I, I've always understood the charity stuff and the, the kid stuff that Cena, no one does it better. But Roman Reigns still seems to get away with it right now. And would you say Roman Reigns is a good guy? Absolutely just, not. He's one of the biggest heels that ever the, right now. The best thing about Roman Reigns right now is he's during live events and the ends of SmackDown and Raw when he snaps out a character and starts winding up the kids in the front row. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. What's like, the one that was last videos. week with that, that little kid in the front row and he's pulling faces at him and he was like yeah. acting scared of the face that he yeah. pulled at him and he's doing yeah, that yeah. during the match, you know? Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, they, they had that opportunity right there with Cena after that rock match. They had it right there. Cena could have run with that easy. And it, cause it was just break the, break the Cena cycle, you know? I wonder, I wonder if they're watching the success they're having with Roman as a heel and the fact that he's still there for the kids. If they're sat there thinking, yeah, we, we should have done it. We should have had the balls. Yeah. They should, that's what it needed was some balls. You just gone with Ziggler as your champ. Everyone's popping. That would have finished off perfect. That would have put them in such a spot right there. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Right, you beautiful bastards. Thank you so much for taking up most of your evening. Um, I've enjoyed the conversation. We should do more of these. So, guys, if you are listening, if you want us to review anything, please pump it forward because uh, we are we are open to reminiscing because it always leads us off into things, you know, about old wrestling. Um, but other than that, oh, I have to end with Idiot of the Week. Don't I, Gio? No, I am quitting. That's it. Nope. <laughs> You cannot call her an idiot for this. So Tamina does not get enough work on her show that her cousin, The Rock, had to buy a house for her. Because Tamina just doesn't make enough money is what I've decided it is. No, he did a nice thing, damn it. Yeah? She could afford it. Bullshit. (laughs) All right. We'll put the signing vote on Damo. Is is it qualified of... Yeah, yeah. She's terrible at saving money. Rock had to bail her out and buy a house for her. You do fuck yourself. <laughs> and on that bombshell, Tamina's finally made the idiot list. We will see you all next week.